Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost power. Praise God. I am thankful for the Holy Ghost power. Amen. We, we're going to continue today with a series that we've been teaching and preaching from on Tuesday nights. And since we've missed some Tuesdays, I want to, I want to pick up with our next lesson. And uh, uh, so get your Bibles. We'll be going to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 8. Brother Jonathan, what a great privilege it is to see you in the house today. <laughs> Praise God. And to all that are here, every one of you, smiling faces, beautiful people of God. Aren't we blessed at MPC? Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you how to get the most out of your church. Fall in love with. Fall in love with God. Fall in love with God's people, and you'll get the most out of your church. Praise God. This is our next beatitude, and it's from verse 8 of Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Can you say that with me? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Our focus this morning is on be pure, living with singleness of purpose. Living with singleness of purpose. Be pure. Amen. God, we love you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this opportunity to be in your house. Lord, would you bless, dear God, our study. Help us, Lord Jesus, to follow after you, Lord, in, in our our passion, and Lord, in our purpose. God, we need your anointing today in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. God bless you. Be seated. Do you love the truth? Do you love the truth? Hallelujah. The Bible says, buy the truth and sell it not. Buy the truth and sell it not. In a shifty world, that has gone wacko. Things that were once reasonable and logic are now absolutely accepted as reasonable and logic. They're, they're lunacy. I mean, who would have ever thought that we would be in a place in a time where a child can be taken from a home because that child wants to have a sex change? And the parents do not approve. Wow. I don't know what we're thinking in today. We need the truth. We need the truth of God. The truth of God is the real transformation. <laughs> truth is what really transforms us. A life-altering experience happens to those who believe, 
receives, accepts, and obeys the truth of God's word. For those who believe and obey God's word are predestinated to be changed into the image of Jesus Christ. I want to tell you that is the predestination message. You have a predetermined destination, and that is to be like Christ. That's what he wants. Amen. Now, let me just be clear about that, and that transformation is not always simple, and neither is it always easy. He doesn't just give us his spirit and then say, poof, now you're transformed. It is a process. It is a process that Paul said, from glory to glory, we are changed into the likeness of Christ. That's why we're here, is to continue to grow, to be perfect as the Father is perfect, to grow and mature as the Father would have us to do. Being all that God has for you is a progressive, sanctified walk. It is a progressive and sanctified walk. This heavenly Christ-like walk we are called, may seem, called to may seem impossible, but truth says we can. The word says we can. He says, be holy for I am holy. He would not put it there if he didn't give us the power and the understanding to be holy. And so Jesus says, you can fulfill this, word, this verse, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. God is pure, and he wants a people that is pure. God is holy, and he wants a people that are holy. Amen. The subject of sanctification <clears throat> and living holy can track all the way from Genesis to Revelation. You will find it a common theme among God's people and God's purpose for people on earth is to be holy and righteous. Hallelujah. And we find that man has messed that up. Messed that up. You know, we blame Eve for being deceived, but the Bible said in Adam all sin. Adam messed up. Eve messed up. And now we have to live with this whole sin problem. But Jesus came, the last Adam, to overcome sin. <clears throat> he that knew no sin was made sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Amen. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It doesn't say seek the righteousness of the kingdom. It says seek the righteousness of the king. Hallelujah. If it wasn't possible, he would not say so. Somebody said, I can't live like that. I can't be like that. I can't act like that. I can't talk like that. I, I, I can't dress like that. I can't. Yes, you can. And he's got a plan and a power for you. God has a power for your life to help us live holy. Can you thank him? Lift up your voice right now and thank him for that. It is a call that is common throughout Scripture. Look with me at Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. All you English scholars, please notice these verbs. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. 
keep your heart. Put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on. Somebody say focus. Focus. Let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Do you see the action words in this passage? Keep. Somebody say guard. Keep your heart. Put away your deceitful mouth. Amen. Lord, you're going to help me and empower me, but I have to guard my heart. I have to guard my mouth. I have to take responsibility for what comes out of this mouth. Mm. <clears throat> he said, look straight on. I have to focus. I've got to focus on this. I've got to ponder my steps. I need to ponder where I'm going. I need to find out that this is a faith walk and this is a spirit walk. I need to ponder my steps. I don't need to be wishy-washy here on the left and on the right, wishy-washy, in and out, up and down. And I need to remove myself from evil. That's what it means to have a purity of heart. Kingdom purity requires focus, diligence, staying at it. Don't give room to the devil. Don't give him a, a, a toe to stick in your door so he can force his way in. Amen. When something comes up, cut it off. When there's a sin that shows up, shoot it down. Hallelujah. When evil thoughts come, don't let them linger. Don't let them stay there. That's why my job is to be diligent. His job is to empower me and give me holiness. And I thank the Lord for that. I can do it through Christ, which strengthens me. Blessed are the pure in heart. Somebody say inside matters. The inside matters. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. Jesus declared the law, the two laws that were distilled down from the some 613 laws of Moses, distilled down into two. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, amen, which is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbors thyself, and on these two commandments hang all the law, 613 of them, and all the prophets, every prophetic word of living and how you're to live, everything hinges on this, amen. The kingdom principle is this, God works from the inside out, we want to clean up the outside. And God says, you need to start on the inside. Well, when I quit this and when I stop that and when I quit going there and when I quit saying that and when I quit taking this and when I have this habit taken care of and the Lord is saying, listen, you need to know that I work on the inside. If you'll love me with all your heart on the inside, I'll help you on the outside. Woo! Hallelujah. How many know that you found that to be true? Too often we try to impress God. The one side is that I'll live for the Lord and I'll do all that when I get all this worked out. The other side is, well, look how holy I am. I am impressive. <clears throat> I am holy. I am impressive. <sighs> the Pharisees were like that in Scripture. 
They proudly paraded their external expressions of living and being holy for everyone to see. They were sanctimonious, and yet they were proud. Jesus said this about these grandstanding hypocrites. He said, you are whitened sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but within you are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Hallelujah. It's not just about having the outside. How quick we are because that's what we see. We see the outside and we say that that's what, 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 where somebody is. Amen. I, I, I will tell you something happened to me several years ago. I, I to this day, I'm a very broad-based person when it comes to listening to music. I like all kinds of genres. I like everything from bluegrass to jazz, to you just about name it, except for rap. I'm not a real big proponent of rap. Probably because I can't do it, and most of the time I can't understand what they're saying. Right? And I really had a tendency to judge people about rap music. Until we went to a camp meeting and there was a Hispanic man that got up there and he was covered in tattoos. He was rough and he started sharing his testimony and how that he was in gangs and so far from God and in a horrible culture and tears were pouring down his face talking about how the Lord changed him and the Lord transformed him. And he said, let me share with you a song the Lord gave me. And he breaks out into this rap and Holy Ghost fell in that room and everybody in the house was crying and worshiping and praising God. And I I thought, uh-huh. Lord, you can even use that. Hallelujah. I want to tell you today, we can get some preconceived ideas about what somebody looks like or what they sound. I don't know, even though this is not in my notes, but let's go here, okay? God wants to work on your inside. If he's not Lord in your inside, he'll never be Lord on the outside. The outside may look good. It may be a whitened sepulcher, though. It may be a pretense. It may be a, a hypocrisy dress up. But what God wants is he wants to do something on the inside. So what is on the outside is real. Come on and love him in this house. <clears throat> love him with all your heart. The Greek word cardia, where we get the English part to heart and uh, cardiac arrest, and we talk about cardiac this and all of that. It comes from the Greek word cardia, represents the center of who we really are. It references the areas of our inner person, our volition, our will, our mind, our treasures, our desires. Jesus said it like this, a good man, Luke 6, 45, a good man of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of all the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. It's what's in here. It comes out here. Eventually, it'll show its true self. Eventually, it'll show it's true self. Let me make this one thing uh, announcement. I'm going to step aside. I'm going to make an announcement that I missed. You need to bring your Bible tonight because there won't be any verses of Scripture up here for you to be conveniently reading. That's just an announcement. Okay, back to my lesson. A good man. The Amplified Bible says the upright, honorable, 
intrinsic good man out of the good treasure or the store in his heart produces what is upright, honorable, and intrinsic and good. The evil man out of the evil storehouses brings forth that which is depraved, wicked, and intrinsically evil. For out of the abundance or out of the overflow of the heart, his mouth is going to speak. Brothers and sisters, what you love here will come out here. What you adore here will speak through your mouth. What you love here will eventually show up in your pocketbook. It'll show up what you buy. It'll show up in how you, you give. It'll show up in your lifestyle. Amen. Oh God, let me be pure in heart. <clears throat> Jesus also said it like this out in Matthew's record. He said, out of the heart proceed evil thoughts. A person commits murder in their heart before they ever carry it out in life. A person commits adultery in their heart before they ever, oh, it just snuck up on me. I fell in adultery. No, you didn't. Uh, that's for somebody, maybe it's watching. No, you didn't. I, 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 just, I just fell into this lie. No, it's in the heart. That's why we got to continue to work on this heart because this heart is deceitful. It'll deceive us. It'll make us think we were really good. But why? what we need is the word of God to come into our heart, and we need the righteousness of God to come in our heart and convict us of sin so that we can get aligned with him. Woo. Pure in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart. Uh, that's why the writer of Proverbs says, guard your heart for out of it are the issues of life. Uh, Proverbs also said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The word thinketh here is meaning an act of keeping the gate. He's a gatekeeper. Whatever you allow in your thinking will, will come become part of your issues of life. It'll become the foundation of your life. If you are negative, critical, and, and, and you're just down on everybody, that will become your life. But if your life is full of faith, it is full of belief, it is full of light, it is full of truth, then that will be your life. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to thank the Lord that I can, I can have a pure heart. Hallelujah. I mentioned this, but it's my next verse, and it's in Ezekiel 17, 9 or Jeremiah, rather, Jeremiah. <clears throat> Jeremiah 17 and 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You heard people say, if I know my heart, no. You don't know your heart. Well, I know myself better than anybody else. Probably not. My wife knows me better than I know myself. Can I get a witness here in the house? If I, know, if I knew myself, I want to be self-aware, yes. I want to be aware of who I am and my, my issues, yes. But I'm not trusting my heart. I'm trusting the one who is in my heart. I am trusting the one whose word is in my heart. David said, thy word have I hid where? Where? Not in my pocket, not on my phone, but in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Because the propensity of man in the nature of man is to sin. But oh, praise be to God, when I got his word in my heart, <clears throat> amen, because I want the Lord, as Jeremiah continues to say, I, the Lord, search the heart. 
I try the reins. I try your emotions, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruits of his doing. Amen. It is God, it is his word that searches the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. I want my heart to be right. I want my heart to be pure. I want that to be not just a, 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 a something that is, okay, this is, a, this is a one-time thing, but it is a process. It is a process of walking with the Lord. It's why I go to church. It's why I listen to the word. That's why we pray. That's why we have our devotions. That's why we listen to what God is saying to us in the worship. Oh, praise be to God, Lord. Search my heart. Somebody ought to say that today. Lord, search my heart. If there be any wicked way in me, take it out. Lord, if there's any wicked thought in me, take it out. If there's any duplicity in me, take it out. <clears throat> but we think we know best, don't we? This world is so addicted to the idol of self like that they really know what's best for them. We're in the process right now of creating a culture that thinks that a five-year-old knows what's best for them. There are some 55 years old that don't know what's best for them. Proverbs 21.2, every way of man is right in his own eyes. Every way of man is right. I got this figured out. I got this. I know better. Mm -mm. I don't because my way is right. Somebody say, my way is right. Come on, do you believe that today? I know how to do this. I got this figured out. I will tell you, the older I get, the less I know. Thank you, Brother Joe. Hallelujah. You got some other honest folks that'll say that with me? The older I get, the less I know. The more I realize that when I was a young person and I saw somebody I'm 61. I saw somebody that was 61. I thought they had all their act together. I thought they knew everything. I thought that, that that's just, I'm 61, and I don't know if I know what I had knew in 16. It ought to be an adventure that you're living for God. I'm learning new things. I'm growing. Now, I do believe I need to be further than where I was as a young person, but I've come to realize my dependency is on the one who gave his life for me. My dependency is on the one that rose from the grave for me, the one that gave me his spirit, the one that has filled me and thrilled me with a new life. <clears throat> Every way of man is right in his own eyes but it's the Lord that ponders the hearts. Every way of man, but the Lord ponders the heart. Proverbs 27, 19, as in water, look at this verse, as in water, face answereth to face, so the heart of a man to a man. How many of you have ever looked in the mirror and said, that can't be me? Thank you, Sister Ruth. That can't, I do that. I look at that and say, that guy's got a lot of wrinkles. That can't be me. That guy doesn't have any hair. In my head, I still got a part right down the middle and feathers on the side. That can't be me. But I've known this, mirrors don't lie. Mirrors don't lie. Ouch. 
But what he's saying here, the psalmist is saying here says, and the heart tells us who the person really is. The heart mirrors who we really are. It's that heart that, that just reveals the man. The message says your face mirrors your heart. Man, I think we ought to make sure that we're smiling right now. Hallelujah. You ought to be smiling right now. The heart reveals who you are. Blessed are the pure in heart. What does he mean? Blessed are the pure in heart. The word pure here is katharos, which means clean and free from filth or impurities. Clean, free from filth or impurities. It is like a vine that has been pruned so it can grow and produce fruit. It is free from corrupt desires and sin and guilt, a pure heart. But it also has two meanings. The first meaning is clean. The second one is unmixed. Unmixed. Having no double allegiance. Free from every mixture of what is false. Sincere, genuine. It, it, is a, it, is a, it is an unadulterated, pure, clean uh, place, amen, in your heart. As one person wrote, Mr. Warren Wearsby says, the basic idea here is integrity, singleness of heart, as opposed to duplicity and of a divided heart. Amen. Free from mixture. Free from having this world and that world. Free from having a world that I, I, I live in that is, that, is, that is hidden and nobody knows and, and a world that I live in that's hypocrisy over here that everybody thinks that I am. It comes with the idea that Paul conveyed when he wrote, when he said, this one thing I do. This one thing I do. If you're going to live for God, you better have the idea that this one thing I do. Blessed are the pure in heart. They are saying, he is Lord, and this is my one thing, to please him, to live for him, to worship him. Amen, both inside and out. <clears throat> David conveyed the idea when he said, this is one thing I desire, and that will I pursue. I want to be in the house of the Lord. I want to stay in the house of the Lord. That's my desire. Being pure of heart means more than just being morally clean. Being pure of heart means that my attitudes are clean. I have integrity. I have integrity. I'm not double-minded. Blessed are the unmixed heart. Blessed are the pure in motives. Blessed are the pure in attitudes. Blessed are the pure in devotion. Amen. Again, being pure in heart has two primary definitions. Being clean and being unmixed. I need a heart that is pure and clean and unmixed. Somebody say amen. The Lord promised us this heart. The Lord promised us this heart. In Ezekiel 36 and 26, he said, a new heart. Oh, I need that. How about you? A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart 
take away the, the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues and shall keep my judgments and do them. Hallelujah. Can I tell you there's a thing that can happen when God gets a hold of your heart. It'll change your living. It'll change your look. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Oh, thank God for the touch. Thank God for the change in our life. Thank God that he can walk up to us and we can be transformed. Brother Larry Carter is one of my favorite guitar players. I want to get him here. He's, he's an amazing guitar player, songwriter. For years, he, was, he ra was raised in church, and because of his talent, he got into the world and was playing the bar scene and playing in nightclubs and all these kinds of places. He was there, and he knew that he was not living right. But he said one night while he was playing, he said, I felt the Lord. He said, I knew what he was. He said, I felt the Lord come up behind me and put his arms around me. And he said, I still love you. He said, I put it down and I walked out and I got a hold of God again and I never went back. I want to tell you today that this is true, that you can be changed and God still loves you and he still cares for you and he still wants you to know that you can walk pure and holy, amen, and live abundantly for him. But he's going to give you a new heart. <clears throat> Psalm 24, 1, the earth is of the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded upon the seas and established upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that can quote scripture. He that has perfect church attendance. He that gives a lot of money. He that dresses absolutely perfectly modestly. He that hath clean hands and a pure, single-minded heart who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully, no duplicity. God help us to understand that integrity is really the true word for holiness. It's oneness with God. It's not being one thing in front of others and another thing in front of others. It is be who you are by the child of God. I'm going to live like I live for the Lord. Whether I'm in church, I'm on vacation. <clears throat> Wherever you are, pure in heart. Verse 5. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord, who? The one that has a pure in heart and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is a generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. Selah. Praise be to God. Clean. How do I get clean? Psalm said it like this, and Psalmist said it in 12 and 6. The word of the Lord are pure. The words of the Lord are pure words as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. I don't have to seek anything else but the word. Psalm 19 and 8, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Can I just stop here and say, we are living in a day where folks are, are trading, trading, counseling for the word. There's a difference between 
the Bible understanding of counseling and secular understanding of counseling. Secular counseling says, come and I'll help you get it all right. But biblical counseling says, repent and then I will help you live that repentant life. Secular counseling doesn't, want, doesn't see the need for repentance. Biblical counseling says, get right. Get right. Well, it doesn't change everything. No, it doesn't. But it can change your direction. It changes your focus. It changes your mindset. And then you can use counseling to help you know how to better use the tools of the kingdom. Can somebody clap their hands and praise the Lord? The statutes of the Lord are right. Rejoice in the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure and it lightens the eyes. Glory be to God. New Testament theology is connected to this as well. Ephesians 5, 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Verse 26, this is how it's demonstrated that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but it should be holy and without blemish. I totally agree. You can come to the church as you are, but you cannot leave as you are. You must be cleansed. We must be clean because God is going to have a pure church. God is going to have a clean church. God is going to have a holy church. Pastor, I mess up. That's where repentance comes in. I, I, I didn't have a good thought the other day. Repent, move on. Somebody say amen. It was David in his most dire moment of repentance that he said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. That word right literally means constant. Renew a constant spirit. Let me be consistent, Lord. Let me not be up and down and wishy-washy, but renew in me a, a clean heart and I'll be consistent. I will be consistent. I'll add the discipline if you'll bring the deliverance. Woo! I said, I'll add the discipline if you'll bring the deliverance. Look at this passage of scripture of the early church, Acts 2. Thank you, Lord, for your help today. Acts 2, 46. And they continue in daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. Did eat their meat with gladness and what? And what? Singleness of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. The early church understood this kingdom principle of a pure heart, singleness of heart, singleness of focus. Dr. Adrian Rogers wrote this about the word karathos, which means pure. He said, karathos does not have to do so much with cleanliness, although it is a part. It has more to do with unity or singleness of heart and mind. It literally means blessed are those which are unmixed. He went on to say, for example, grain that would have chaff in it would not be pure. Or metal that would have alloy in it would not be pure. 
or milk that had been diluted would not be pure. Or an army full of defectors would not be pure. So when the Lord said, blessed are the pure in heart, he's talking about this. Blessed are those who have integrity. Blessed are those who are not divided. Blessed are those that are willing to be unmixed, willing to be exactly who they are. Amen. Just go sit down with those that we've watched in the world that we have seen it played out publicly. Amen. Those that are be like, like Tiger Woods that had one world over here and another world over there. You know what? One day they collided. When you have integrity and singleness of heart, you will never have to worry about your worlds colliding. God will set you on a, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right here. Amen. There's got to be a mindset that I will be single focused. I'm living for God. Amen. For the kingdom I'm going to serve. That is pure in heart. A single-minded focus wants God, wants what God wants. His passion, not mine. His will, not mine. His commandments, not mine. His ways, not mine. His thoughts, not mine. A single-minded focus is to please God in all that we are and all that we do. A pure heart uh, clarifies then what my values are, what my motives are, what my attitudes are. Oh, I thank you, God, today. Somebody's getting this right now because they're making up their mind. I'm leaving here today with one focus. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to love God. I'm going to do what he wants. I'm going to follow him because he's... He gave me a new heart. He gave me a new mind. He gave me a new soul. He's washed me and cleansed me. Live for you and you alone, O oh Lord. We focus so often on the doing that we forget the being. We want to do holy. But he didn't say do holy. He said, be holy. Jesus said it like this. Matthew 6 and 24, he was talking about money and possessions, but it implies in principle to everything, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Can I just make that a blank? You cannot serve God and whatever. You cannot serve God and yourself at the same time. You cannot serve God and cousin Ed at the same time. You cannot serve God and Facebook at the same time. You cannot... On and on, we could put whatever it want, whatever we want, a person, place, or thing, and we, but he's, what is he saying? The pure in heart serve God. So I let him tell me how to handle my money. I let him tell me how to handle my family. I let him teach me how to live right. Hallelujah. Jesus said in Matthew 6 21, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Amen. If you put, do I have any diet Dr. Pepper drinkers in the house? Where's my, 
There's a kindred spirit right there. Hallelujah. You, me, and Bishop. All these other folks are deceived. I love Diet Dr. Pepper. I like Diet Coke. I love Diet Dr. Pepper. Because I always feel a little closer to my mom when I'm drinking it. She loved Diet Dr. Pepper. But if you took a spoonful of sewer water and you drop that in a diet, Dr. Pepper, would you want to drink it? Would you take a cup full of sewer water and pour a little bit of diet, Dr. Pepper in there? Would you want to drink it? Jesus said it like this, a little leaven leaveneth the whole month. He wants us to be walking pure and clean, not mixed, not a little bit of the church and a little bit of the world, not a little bit of me and a little bit of God, not a little bit of my way and a little bit of highway of heaven. It's got to be all or nothing. And I can tell you on the authority of God's word, if you will sell out everything to God and everything his word says, you will have abundant life. You will enjoy and you will live full of joy. You will live full of peace and you can't buy that with money. You can't buy that with family. You're only going to get it from above. Somebody ought to praise the Lord today because blessed are the pure in heart. In Matthew chapter 15 and verse 7, Jesus addressed those hypocrites again in Matthew 15 and 7 and he says, ye hypocrites, why did Isaiah prophesy of you saying, this people draw nigh to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. I want my mouth and my heart to be aligned. I want my lips and my heart to be aligned. I want to praise him from a pure heart. The enemy of singleness of mind is the enemy of double-mindedness. James proclaimed that a, a, a double-minded man is what? unstable in all his ways. If you say, I love Jesus, but your mind and passion and desires does not match, then you have a mixed heart. Hallelujah. And I believe that we can win the war on this battle. I believe that we can win the war. And James puts the formula right before us in chapter four and verse seven. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So what is the pathway to victory in your heart and singleness in your heart? Submission. Submit yourself to God. Bring yourself under his authority and say, you have control of my life. You are the Lord of my life. You tell me where to go and how to go, and I will do it. Then the next thing is resist. You got to tell the devil, no, no. No, no, no. Practice it with me. Somebody say, no. no. No, I will not. I resist you. I am not accepting that thought. I am not accepting that belief. Amen. And he will flee from you. The Greek word here means to put the enemy 
in his place. Devil, I want to put you in your place and you're not going to let me have, I'm not going to have a, a broken heart or a divided heart. Then he said, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Somebody say spiritual intimacy. Spiritual intimacy. Dedicate your hands. Cleanse your hands. Draw nigh to God means I'm going to get closer to God and I can see the dirtiness of my hands. I want to wash them clean. I want to be pure in my heart. Then he says, purify your hearts. That's the process. That is the process. Stand with me, please. What did David, what did God say about King David? He said, he is a man after my, my heart. King David is a man after my heart. Listen to this about David. We see it from his writing in the Psalms. This is what a pure heart looks like. He said, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. Psalm 9 and 1. He said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Psalm 19 and 14. He's the one that said, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Test my heart and my mind. Psalm 26 and 2. He said in Psalm 27 and 8, when thou said to me, seek my face, my heart, my heart said, Woo! not just my mouth, but my heart said, thy face, O Lord, I will seek. What's your heart saying today? What is your heart saying today? What is your heart saying today? David was governed by his heart. He also said, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him. Then he said in Psalm 57 and 7, my heart is fixed. My heart is fixed. Not wishy-washy, not up and down, not in it. I'm fixed. Yet David failed multiple times, didn't he? We wouldn't say that he was a perfect man by no stretch of the imagination. But what God saw was beyond his failure was a heart that said, I need you, Lord. Hallelujah. It's a heart of repentance. It's a heart that turns to God. Amen. Blessed are the pure in heart for what? They shall see God. You need God to show up? then let your heart become one. Let it become single. You need God to show up. Let your heart be one. Amen. Would you lift your hands and your voice right now? Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.